I'm Max, and you're listening to Zito Slapitas, a Mammoth Club original podcast. What's up, all you normal people and clones made out of tiny little guppy eggs? I'm Alan. I'm Alan's clone made out of a tiny little guppy egg. Nice. <laughs> I'm Tui. Or three. <laughs> three. I'm three. Oh, God. Or Max. Yeah. And this is Zetus Lapidus. It is the podcast where we watch every Disney Channel original movie or DCOM in chronological order and then spend way too much time analyzing it. This week, folks, we watched... The other me, which let me just talk for a moment about like trying to find the other me was already like a, a, a journey in and of itself. Why do you think this one's not on Disney Plus? Uh, That's a great question. I thought maybe Andrew Lawrence had something about it, but Horse Sense is on Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. So far, uh, Under Wraps, the original Under Wraps was not on Disney Plus. When we started this journey, uh, that movie was not on Disney Plus. The sequels to Under Wraps are, but the original still is not. But every other movie we've watched has been on Disney Plus until we got to this random one in the middle, and it's not anywhere to be found. I had to rent it off Prime Video. I wonder, now this is just me kind of going into reading some reviews and some other stuff. I wonder if it's because it aired on Disney XD, as opposed to the, like, as the subset of programming uh, from the Disney Channel. Do you think that would have anything to do? I, like, I, I'm reaching. It's all Disney, I would think. I, yeah. I think you're... I think the reason the original Under Wraps wasn't on there was because there was... Nazi jokes? Yeah. Like, there were some pretty bad jokes on the original Under Wraps that made me go, maybe that's why it's not widely available. (laughs) But I didn't think anything of that nature was in the other me. Like, nothing jumped out at me as like, oh... We shouldn't. Nothing was particularly problematic, right? I don't know. I these days. I mean, I guess it's different when something is called a decom, but like, it is a bit staggering to me when I open up Disney Plus and it's like, "Hey, you want to watch Deadpool?" (laughs) And I'm like, "Uh, "Yes, but here, I'm (laughs) kind of. I'm surprised. I guess like it's you know with all of Disney's acquisitions and and the the library of films, it is strange to me how uh, adult." Uh, some of the content that's on Disney Plus goes. Um, And so I don't know how I feel about, I mean, I guess it is labeled as a Disney movie. You'd read it as a kid movie versus, you know, something like Deadpool isn't, but I wonder if it's something licensing wise, like if there's something that they just don't want to pay for the license to get, or I don't know, very, very strange. In any case, it was odd trying to locate it. But once we did, we were able to actually dive in and watch. I think it was all for all of us, a rental on Amazon situation. Three ninety nine. I thought about just buying it. It was only two dollars more. You now I'm glad I didn't. Yeah. No, yeah, so I, I, don't, watch it again? I don't. I mean, I've got seven days. You know. So. Yeah. Yeah. If you, you want really to watch it again, to. you can. The basic show info for this film, folks, is Will Browning accidentally creates a clone of himself when working on a science project. Now I think that last bit, working on a science project, is a bit of a reach. He did no work. Well, I mean, he says he was working hard on a science for project. It is certainly the impetus for what happened, I guess. I have thoughts about that, too. But it's not the worst summary you've ever read to me. Correct. Correct. It's very. You know what I like about the summaries that we've got in the last couple of DCOMs is that they're one sentence, directly to the point. Yeah. And, and we're, we're good, which is what we should have in a DCOM. This movie was released September 8th of 2000. Uh, did either of you watch this one as a kid? Nope. Never heard of this one till last week. 
Hard same. I had, I had no idea what this movie was or was about. Can concur all around knows. Had not seen. The top song of the time was Doesn't Really Matter by Janet Jackson. Mm. Speaking of Janet Jackson, I okay. recently read the, I want to say it was Rolling Stone list of the 100 greatest vocalists of all time. And there was a huge controversy because they left off people like Janet Jackson. And more importantly, they left off Celine Dion. <laughs> and people mm. were pissed. Wait, no shot they leave off Celine They Dion. left off Celine Dion, which I do find ridiculous. Huh. Because even if you don't care for her music, to argue that she's not a better vocalist than a lot of people that were included on the list, I think is, is kind of crazy, but well, anyway, the top movie of the time was the watcher starring Keanu Reeves. And I think this is pretty apropos given the last escape from the three of us have done together. Uh, it's a very sort of similar stocky vibe situation from a movie. I looked up and read the plot synopsis. This was like, this movie seems stressful. I do not want to watch this. Uh, but yeah, the watcher being the top film of the time, you know, I just Keanu. Mm. I just looked this up. Brotherly Love is also not available for streaming anywhere. Do you think the Lawrence uh, Brothers have something? Maybe. Interesting. But Jumping Ship is on D+. And, is that and true? I'm going to look right now. I think so. Are we but, uncovering a deep Lawrence Brothers conspiracy? Do they hold a death grip? over? I know the these days they have their own production company, but these would have been contracts from, I mean... Jumping Ship is on Disney Plus. Jumping Ship is on Disney Plus. Horse Sense was on Disney Plus. But Brotherly Love is not on Disney Plus. We're learning new things about the Lawrence Brothers control. There's something there. Yeah, we'll Mm. keep digging. If you know, hey, are you a Lawrence? Let us know what's up. (laughs) They listen. One of the Lawrence brothers. I assume one of you. We'll have you on the pod. Yeah, come on. I would we'll, love we'll be to happy have, to have you on the pod. Come on, I'd come on the pod. I prefer you to be Matthew, but I, I accept over. all. Come on over. No, we, I, I, we, we'll take any Lawrence brother. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, any of the, any any brother named Lawrence, even if you're not related to those three. If you're just, <laughs> if you're like just Billy Lawrence, Lawrence and yeah. you are a brother. Now, uh, only children get out of here. Listen, and if got, you are a woman, get out of here. Yeah, that's right. We're no sisters. Oh We're God. only interested in brothers with the last name Lawrence. Now, if you, I also am not interested in brothers in law. So it no. uh, does blood only <laughs> blood relation yeah. only blood relation brothers last name Lawrence. That's yeah. what bonus we're points for if here. you could get you and your brother on the show. We'll take multiple <laughs> Lawrence brothers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll take multiple Lawrence brothers. That's correct. Oh, that's funny. Some news headlines of the time. Dale Earnhardt Jr. and Jeff Gordon are currently dominating the NASCAR circuit. Do you guys remember when Jeff Gordon was popular? Man, I am. I was invested in NASCAR. Never, never, never never was that once. I, uh, my knowledge of Jeff Gordon goes so far as to know that I had a Got Milk ad in my binder of Got Milk ads with his face. Oh, sure. I mostly remember big displays in the Walmart that was dominated by NASCAR drivers because I lived in the South. Yeah, same. I don't know if that's an experience in other parts of the country, but like every Pepsi display would be some driver. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. the, The most I know about NASCAR is from Talladega Nights. I'd go, though. You know what I mean? Like, I I would go to a NASCAR race. I bet it'd be fun as hell. My uncle raced motorcycles. And so I've been to multiple motorcycle races growing up. 
And uh, let me tell you, they are fun. It's also very scary because I, they just fly off bikes sometimes. I don't oh, like that. That would no. stress me out. Crashes would stress me out. But I think uh, the camaraderie and the and the fan support for their favorite driver, you know, you could get into that kind of. Sure. I'd, I'd feel unsafe, probably. I would want, you know, protection. Have you ever been to a monster jam? No, but I think I'd like that the most. I, I agree that I, I believe you would be most engaged with a monster jam. And I have good yeah. news, Molly. You live in a place that regularly <laughs> hosts a monster jam. I live in Florida, so. Yeah. Well, we got to the mammoth monster jam. I, I am pretty, like, <laughs> susceptible to a group mentality in, in the sense of, like, I like the camaraderie of, like, sporting events like i like going to sporting events because i like the crowd like reacting sure. to the sure. thing so like i don't even need to really care that much about the sport or i saw you at is. medieval times i get it i, you I, get I, it. Like, I understand like, give me a tall boy and like tell me who to root for and i will yeah. be there so the blue knight is really no different than the grave digger truck right they're, <laughs> exactly. they're one in the same for. Oh tell me which one to God. cheer for and i'm in speaking of things that we like to cheer for the summer olympics we're starting in Sydney, Australia. Setting, they were kicking off the following week of uh, of this release. So obviously you have two very exciting weeks. The release of The Other Me on September 8th of the year 2000. And then next week, the Summer Olympiad starting in uh, Sydney, Australia. So it It's nice that there was a second most important thing to mm-hmm. The Other Me coming out. Yeah, I agree. It's, it's nice that we had those events to look forward to. Is the yeah. 2000 Olympics when the world was introduced to Michael Phelps? I remember him starting to come in in 2004. Now, he might have been around 2000, but I remember the storyline of 2000. So weird. I was just talking about this when I was in Sydney because I found a, uh, I walked by um, an aquatic center named after one of the swimmers that competed in 2000. And I remember the Australian-American rivalry being very intense Hmm. in 2000 in swimming. And it was very back and forth. And then after that Olympics, I remember Michael Phelps just sort of dominating everyone and it was no longer close anymore. Like in 2000, very tight race with Australia. 2004, Michael Phelps. According to my Googling, 2000, it was the uh, he qualified for the Summer Olympics team, becoming the youngest male to ever make the team uh, at the age of 15. And he did not win a medal, but he made it. He got fifth in the 200-meter butterfly. Mm. And then, yeah, 2004 started, and he just fucking wrecked everybody yeah, then for the next have four Olympics. Okay, well, with that, let's get into the other me. We open with our main character, Andy, played by the youngest of the Lawrence brothers. Uh, our main character, Will, played by Andy. Oh, yeah, our main character, Will, played by Andy. Thank you. Yeah, I got you. I appreciate that. I literally wrote Andy Lawrence as a yo-yo. And then I was like, this name's Andy. Nope, that's just the Lawrence brother. It's okay, Alan. No spoilers. But at the end of this movie with two minutes left, they're going to name a character Gil. So like, I I don't think it's that important. You know what I mean? Also, important question. Were y'all yo-yo kids? A hundred percent I was. A thousand percent. This doesn't surprise me. (laughs) Had a fireball. Had a brain. Oh, yeah. I had multiple yo-yos. There there was a time when yo-yos were, like, the thing to bring to school, and people would, like, do all the tricks with them. Hell, yeah. I could walk the dog. Yeah. 
Yeah, I could do around the world. Oh, yeah. We need to do this. And then honestly. it got banned yeah. because everything good got banned. Chaos. Yeah. What School in the, in the 2000s. Hey, are you having a good time? Guess what? Not anymore. Yo-yos, uh, banned. Tech decks, banned. banned. Pokemon cards, banned. banned. Everything that we quarters, wanted to play with, banned. they got banned. Now, quarters, I can understand. The financial <laughs> system, banned. I agree. <laughs> Insurance, banned. <Yeah. laughs> we open with Will Browning, our, uh, our, our main character, coming into school. You are greeted with... Kids saying mean shit about him on the way in. You're always greeted with kids saying mean shit about them. (laughs) There's only two kinds of people in these decoms. You are either the coolest kid in school and you walk in and everybody's like, hey man, great game last night. See you next year. Like, hey, see you at the pep rally. High five. Want to go on a date? And then you have that or you have this where perfectly normal kids walk in and then people are like, what a fucking weirdo. Like, yeah, those are the only two kinds of kids in these. In these I didn't like that necklace he had on. But it otherwise, was... <laughs> I, I finally figured out. What, I, did, oh, I, did God, not I, care, I did not care for that choker at all. I'm just going to tell you. Well, did you and, like the villains? And the fact better? that he. And the fact that he had a V-neck that just sort of framed it so perfectly. <laughs> it made proud me, of it. He was yeah, proud of it. It made me a little uncomfortable. Yeah, you know, he's, he's yeah, the 13-year-old. Uh, he appears at school, and the, the entire purpose of these introductory scenes are to say, Here's, here are all the plot characters you're going to need to know. Here is your best friend, which is a community theater moment, Return well, from Xenon. Welcome back, Andrew from Xenon. Welcome back, Andy. You are now playing Chucky. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel like Chucky's a step down. Uh, you also get introduced to the want-to-be, wannabe girlfriend character. She gets introduced there. The girl who's... A, her name, Hannah? Is that her name? I don't remember her name, but she has a big crush on him. She does have a big crush. Uh, then you are also introduced to Scotty DeSoto, who Will got suspended. Scotty DeSoto's the bad boy villain. The bully. The, the bully. bully. He is the bully, yeah. We always have one of those, too. So here's your like main cast of important individuals outside of the family unit. Unit. Also, Will Browning is lazy. He doesn't apply himself. That becomes a central part of his character, and it's demonstrated when he receives his report card from his science teacher, and it's not good. Not looking up. And then they have this scene after you cut back from school at the dinner table where everybody in the family is sharing report cards. And I know that you both grew up as only kids, but I'm telling you right now, as somebody who grew up with a sibling, not once did we ever share report cards at the dinner table. That's, that seems like a very abnormal activity to be like, oh my gosh, you got to see, hey, you're a dumbass. Look at this A I got in that same topic. Take yeah. I mean, this is, this is, I mean, the sister knows what she's doing, right? Like mm-hmm. the, this is the introduction that sister makes good grades. She knows that her brother did not make good grades. And so she's proud of the work she did. She introduces it in a very public space where Will can't possibly get out of showing his report card. And uh, he has to own up to his family, in which case, after he shows them that he got bad grades, they threaten to send him to a work camp. Spartacus. Camp Spartacus. I couldn't tell what Camp Spartacus was. It looked military inspired. Adjacent, yeah. The way Will describes it is you go into Camp Spartacus and you come out a mindless military sort of uh, cookie cutter Mm-hmm. individual mm-hmm. where like oh they come on they don't think for themselves it, it feels to me very much like a uh 
Like a boot camp. Effectively. Okay. Or like a, like a, a very militaristic boarding school situation. I mean, they call it a boot camp, don't they? At some point, they I think they refer to it as a boot camp. There you go. I, well, then, well, that, that determines it. Well, he does not <laughs> want to go to Camp Spartacus at all. Which, you know what, I wouldn't either. So, don't blame him for that. I, I mean, that I wouldn't want to go either. But the, the, re, the recurring theme of this is that Will doesn't apply himself. And the mom and dad say to Will something along the lines of like, you've got to just apply yourself and be better. And Will takes that as, you know, Alana, his sister, gets A's, not me. And then the parents actually do what I'll call some good parenting in a decom. And they're like, we don't care if you get A's. We just want you to like try. Just show some effort. And I was like, that feels legit. Like that yeah. actually feels like legit parenting here. Yeah, I agree. Mom follows up after the dinner table conversation where clearly he's upset about not wanting to go to this thing. And she's like, and he said, I'm, you know, Alana gets A's. I'm never going to get A's. And she's like, I don't give a shit if you get A's. She's, it's just clearly you're not giving any effort at all. You're failing. Like you're 13. These classes aren't that hard. Uh, do something. Just, just try a C would be great. Skate better. Yeah. Just, yeah. Uh, just a little better. Not even like skate brilliantly. Just skate. Okay. Yeah. Pretty Maybe reasonable, we'll... pretty reasonable parent, uh, perspective here, mm -hmm. I think. Uh, and then Will turns around and doesn't do that and calls ocean pups. For his science project, because that is the focus of the ire, is his science project. So he calls ocean pups. I'm to understand that ocean pups are sea monkeys, right? Sea monkeys. Sea monkeys. That was my read yeah. as well. Did you guys have sea monkeys? No. No. I always wanted sea monkeys, and my mom was like, no, I'm not taking care it of It feels that. like you're buying overpriced yeast is kind of what it feels like to me. Let me ask you a question. If you were told by your science teacher that you needed a B at least, or you were going to repeat the grade you're in, do you think sea monkeys are a good science fair project? I because... was gonna going to ask that as well. And then also ask you all, do you remember your like middle school science project? Mm, I do. Weirdly, I don't remember a middle school science project. Any, I remember any, a high school science any project. Any science project where maybe you had to get out the three folded mm -hmm. project, you know, the presentation board and, mm -hmm. and write your whole thesis and everything. What did you guys do? So I did, uh, I remember this mostly from elementary school. I never did a trifold board in middle or high school, but I remember doing two science fairs. And one of which I actually went to the county level and then hey. lost or whatever, but I got through the like local level. Um, it was something about uh, one was about losing uh, heat through your head and um, and like whether a hat uh, helps you maintain temperature. And I remember that part of the experiment was like boiling water with a lid on the pot and boiling water without a lid and like measuring how much was left or something of that nature. It's been a long time. And the other one was uh, if you could taste uh, flavor and it was like I had cookies that were red frosting, but they were orange flavored and and cookies that were orange frosting, but they were strawberry flavored and like trying to get kids to be able to tell the difference. And then I had like smokers taste them and see if they got it right. Oh, yeah. Fascinating. Very advanced. Yeah. Mine was the effects of like different tire types on different terrains and testing to see if they actually added up. Like is, is an all-terrain tire actually like an all-terrain tire? And I did that through, I did that through having multiple unicycles because I unicycled. So uh -oh. I was able to take unicycles and take them through the course on the different <laughs> tires and yep that's where that story ends 
But I was able to do a lot of testing. Alan, I love that you took that breath because you're like, this is maybe the nerdiest fucking thing I've ever said. <laughs> yep. In, I, like you started with yo yos and I. That was unicycle. great. I did not know that. I'm so glad I you now. <laughs> yep. 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 Yeah. Yes. What was yours? <laughs> um, mine was if uh, you could teach a fish to swim through a maze. Mm. And I got like a baking dish, like a casserole dish. And my mom and I like took some like hardy plastic and like made like glued it down and made a maze. And -hmm. then we went and got fish and decided to see which fish could do it and which fish like couldn't figure it out. And if, if the fish that could do it, if they could repeat it and the fish that could do it were like the little minnow type fish and the goldfish. Um, but the goldfish got lost the second time because he has a memory of a goldfish, I guess. <laughs> and the little like fat beta fish, not beta fish, it was like the kind of like chunkier looking goldfish. Mm-hmm. Couldn't do shit. It just sat, it got stuck in a corner and didn't leave. <laughs> <laughs> I live here now. But this um, is my space. All, uh, if anyone's worried, all the fish survived in good health and they lived for a very long time because for some reason I had a weird ability to keep like cheap goldfish alive for a long time <laughs> like through my this is like i think third grade they lit lasted till like my senior year of high school wow yeah it's like a big a tank life. and everything my mom was so annoyed she's like this stupid fish we bought for your stupid science fair project and now i have to clean an aquarium yeah <laughs> you know i gotta say all of those regardless of whose i pick sound like more work than dump a pack into water and see if it grows gotta i'm not convinced that's really a, a an a effort no you know? that's that's maybe a d effort like here here's the thing that is proven to you add water and therefore, these things are alive now. Like, there's, there's not any real science there. It's just add water, literally. So we call ocean pups. And we learn that ocean pups is a front for unregulated hypercloning activities yeah. by the real-life representations of Nickelodeon's Pinky in the Brain. Yeah. For the record, <laughs> that's funny. Sea monkeys are brine shrimp. Brine shrimp? Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. And you can still buy them right now. You could you could jeffbezos.com. A, a I'm doing it kit. tomorrow. I'm, yeah. I I already ordered them, actually. You have <laughs> a science the project that's due? Yeah, they're on, they're the, on way. the way. I'm, mm. Yeah, my science fair projects uh, do. So Pinky and the Brain are in the lab, and they are testing something known as hypercloning. And it, the gist of hypercloning is they dump a glowing liquid onto a subject, in this case, a mouse, and suddenly another mouse that is a clone of that creature jumps into existence in the shared space. It's very impressive science. I mean, un- <laughs> uh, honestly, unbelievable Talk, advancement. Like, life altering. Yeah. Honestly. They say this is the most important scientific discovery in 100 years. And I'm like, back that up. Ever. It's it's more important. It's probably the most important scientific discovery ever. Like I, I don't know what competes with to have a fully grown uh, organism and make another one instantly. Doesn't have to grow. Not make a baby clone. Just immediately make a fully formed version of that thing. Unbelievable. Ridiculous. Just like the effects. Ridiculous. And obviously something has to go wrong because. The taller one, who we will call Pinky, and he wears his puka shell necklace, falls over and knocks over the liquid. And 
I said out loud in this moment, oh, this is a Rube Goldberg machine of bad. And you watch as this hyper-cloning liquid drips through the vents and lands on the outside Uh of the Ocean Pups packaging, Uh which is important. Also, the mouse gets out and runs around. In in the chaos, yeah. That mouse is dead, right? Oh, for sure. The mouse, like, something happens to the mouse, which, looking back, I think it's supposed to be our hint that the cloning only works for a limited time, and then the clone dies. They do leave that detail out for a long time, though. Mm -hmm. But I think that's supposed to be our hint now that I'm thinking about it. You know what, Molly? What you're saying is something I want to commend this movie on, which is there's no voiceover in this film. There's there's not there's not really obvious exposition in this film. Praise the freaking Lord. This film just shit just happens and you got to interpret it and you got to figure it out. And they don't just tell you what's going on all the time. It just happens. And boy, coming off of Quince. What an absolute joy it was to not have somebody just uh, monologue the film to me. I I, did like that. It it was sweet relief washed over my being. There were two times, and one of them is coming up, where a character narrates what they're doing, but it is in service of informing the audience, and it is not a direct tell. It is more in-character narration which I'll take. Sure. I'll take that over any character looking directly at camera and Dorothy exploring me. I'll take that any day of the week. So we'll calls ocean pups orders a package. He comes fast too. He's got Amazon prime in 2000. Yeah. He ordered Jeff Bezos. (laughs) I think it was next day. Ocean pup prime overnight and it arrives. He begins the process of setting up the ocean pups for their creation and he recognizes as he's pouring the sea monkeys into liquid, I've got nothing to stir him with. So he reaches over, grabs a comb, and stirs and says aloud, a little bit of my hair won't hurt anything. That's some nice little thing. foreshadowing yeah. there. Yeah, well, Although, I do appreciate, I, I think that that line is probably good to help younger folks. Yes understand why the clone pops up right like i i think that you could get there but it's not you can't really see the hair and so it it it's it's a good line it's there to help i agree the younger demographic for sure stirs the sea monkeys up and then in a fit of just brilliant effects where they're clearly mixing baking soda and vinegar Like a volcano. Like a it vo- is a volcano that, level which, eruption. Which would be a better science fair project. <laughs> then what probably should have just done that. Literally just make Vesuvius. Like just make that. And what erupts from this beaker is a half-clothed Will Browning. Now I do want to share a little bit of trivia with you, which is kind of a flub that happened in the movie. When Will Browning first erupted, he was intended to... This is clone will, by the way, intended to not be clothed because sure. as it would make sense, like you're a clone, you just erupt from a beaker, right? And there's not gonna be anything there. I think two shots later, everybody in the you film see was with like, jeans on. Yeah, they see him with jeans on. I think everybody in the film was like, Ooh, this is not good. We should probably like throw some pants on Andy yeah. Lawrence and like make it not weird. But I thought that was a funny little, little miscue between, uh, between scenes, but yeah, a fully uh, formed clone. Of Will Browning Robson, you got two Andy Lawrences staring at each other. 
I did like. Now, obviously, we know it's gonna happen. I've seen the, uh, I've I've seen the cover of the movie, whatever. But I did like as he uh, as Will walks up to the door that there's the mirror hanging on it. I thought it was a good transition to have him look in the mirror at himself and then open the door and there's the clone. I was like, oh, that's kind of like a clever foreshadow, like, you know, parallel moment there. And then immediately was like, man, I'm seeing too much of Andy Lawrence right now. Like that is, (laughs) is, there's just too much Andy Lawrence on my screen right now. A lot happening. And you get that initial interaction scene. I think what I took away from that is that clones, hyper clones, learn rapidly. Okay, I Mm. have to, I, okay. 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 If you were to clone me right now, yeah. Mm-hmm. For starters, it would be a baby, right? The way well, not, science, not in this universe. No, but, but the way actual science works. When they right, we would take your DNA. They would make it into a, 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 a baby. It would grow over time. Sure. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't have my personality, right? It would just. That's a whole nature versus nurture situation, right? You're, it's a very complicated question you're, you're right. asking, Molly. Exactly, because this. I had to like not think too hard about this part in the movie because the things the clone knew how to do versus didn't know how to do was very inconsistent. Like the clone Mm -hmm. immediately knew how to walk, how to talk, how to like things that normally as a human, you have to learn how to do, but then it, and it could read at a pace of like, a speed reader. It was like a speed reader. So, and it was like super smart and had like a photographic and like, ridiculous memory but also it was like afraid to burp which is like a natural human function, function. like a baby's not afraid to burp mm-hmm. but and it, i was like the it, i don't know what like why does the clone know some things but not other things what is the line of what the clone would know and wouldn't know and what is real inconsistent I, what they're trying to do here is they're trying to deliver the message that will is very smart and simply does not apply himself as we've seen before. And that's no longer being vocalized or represented in his grades, but through a brand spanking new fresh hyper clone will that will quickly become named Tui, which I think there are so many better names than Tui for your clone. Also, if you're the clone, mm-hmm. do you know where you came from? Like what it, it's like Forky, yeah, he knows he which, doesn't have a family. It's sort of one God, of the I know of you. Film. I know you both hate Forky from Toy Story mm-hmm. Four, but like Forky's whole bit is that he's having an existential crisis because he doesn't know where he came from, and I think that's funny because true. And I'm like, would you feel that way if you were the clone? There is very quick acceptance for both parties here of yeah. what has happened because Will opens the door and sees a seemingly unclothed full ass human that looks just (laughs) like him and is like yeah that's a normal thing wrap this towel around you like dry off my guy the 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 speed at which we just accept that a full human has been created from water is uh unbelievable maybe it's just because will browning is a is a hyper intelligent person he's already wrapped his brain around it he's good to go he immediately is like this is cloning I read about this in science. Also, shouldn't he have given Tui like a dictionary? To like, 
he hasn't read his entire science book, but I'm like, there's better books you could give him to learn about. In approximately six seconds, Tui has learned not only how to emote identically to his clone Will, but Tui has also begun to understand the nuance of the English language. Yeah. It happens rapidly. The way the human, the adult clone functions doesn't make any sense at all to Molly's point. Um, Oh, not in the slightest. It doesn't make any little bit of sense. You know what I did notice, though, that um, I I guess I'm going to commend this movie for? Weirdly, these two characters look different. Mm -hmm. I thought that they did a pretty good job of like, even though they are both Andy Lawrence, when he is playing Tui, he does a good job of making himself look younger and like more innocent and like, I don't know, more uh, bright eyed, bushy tailed and sort of uh, yeah. opens it's the world. Fa- they, they look like different people a little it's bit, the, even though makes, it's the same human. He makes a face that like mm-hmm. to your point, like he, there's a facial like smiley, like facial expression he makes of just like naivete, yeah, naivete and, yeah. and ignorance and I agree with you. I will commend Andy Lawrence for well, the, you the know, twin acting. Tui also doesn't have the dope-ass necklace, right? So like, true. Yeah, the necklace really sets the stage for the entire personality switch. Why wouldn't the necklace get cloned? Because there's no DNA? There's well, no theoretically, clothes. there was no... Theoretically, there are no clothes. It, I mean, to Alan's point, I, I agree. He's supposed to be naked in that scene, which is why I saw him in jeans. And then and, and then Will goes, put this towel on yourself. And and I'm like, why does he need to put towel on? He's got jeans on. I just saw them. It doesn't make any sense because he, he wraps the towel around his bottom half. And I'm like, I know he's got pants on. I just saw them. For legal reasons, he had to have pants on. Right. They could have just shot this all torso up. Why did you have to show me his legs so that I know he has jeans on? It doesn't make any sense, but okay. Uh, it's a little whoopsie-daisy. The, 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 I just, I don't think that's how clones would work, but also like... You're right. I think I'm thinking too hard about a decom, and... I mean, I clones wouldn't be formed fully formed as adult or like teenage children. To your yeah. point, we would be growing a clone, not dropping sea monkeys into water and producing a 13 year old i have considered trying to clone my dog because that's a thing you can do Mm -hmm. it's very expensive Mm -hmm. and the only reason i haven't done it besides the fact that it's like one hundred fifty thousand dollars. yeah the main reason besides that is that they can't guarantee that it's your dog like it is (laughs) genetically but like I need I need my dog that acts like my dog. I don't here's, think here's 150 G's, and by the way, you might not even get what you paid for. Like you, you it'll look like Kronk, but it might not act like Kronk, and I obviously want it to act like Kronk. Big nature versus nurture conversation we're having yeah, here. This is an I mean, existential conversation I will, we're having. I will. Will so. Browning is a different person because he was raised to have shame, and this clone does not have shame, which is what we're all gonna where this is all building in just a minute. It is, but before. Before we get there, we have to call out Will naturally freaks out during this this scene before we we have to get together and he calls Ocean Pups because this is an integral plot point. He calls Ocean Pups and is like, hey, there's some crazy stuff going down here. Oh, this is before we reveal the clown. It's like there's some crazy shit going down. What is up with your sea monkey thing? Like, this is wild. And the person's like, let me look at the handbook. Hangs up the phone from Ocean Pups. And that's sort of where we're supposed to leave that lie. Then we get Will meeting his clone. The clone is hyper intelligent. 
learns quickly all of the things that we have established thus far. And then we cut back to Victor and Conrad, also known as Pinky and the Brain. And they are discussing with their assistant, hey, what about that call? This is crazy. If he says this, that, and the other's happening, we should go out and spy on the kid. Well, they're worried that it, like, cloning happened. They don't have any patents. They have been working in secret. They are hoping to, you know, make it big and, and sell their work. But right now, they don't have any of the documentation done. And if it gets out that hypercloning exists, then maybe their life's work is ruined. Did you, like, did you understand, either of you, the logic behind not patenting their work? Literally the work that could change the face of the, the, the way we function on this planet. They're like, no, nah, let's not patent that because of reasons. Alan, they're using a sea monkey store as a front for their very legitimate <laughs> science. So I don't think there's anything to understand here. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to let that one go. I, I got to ask another question about clones because okay. oh, we're back here. I'm ready. Maybe, What's going on? Maybe I just don't understand science, which is a strong possibility. But if I had a clone, uh-huh. would, would we have a psychic connection? You know mm, what? Interesting question, Good Molly. Question. That's an interesting question you bring up. Um, I think no. I'm, <laughs> That's not what I learned in the other me because sure. Will hides Tui to go downstairs and have dinner with his family. And Tui gets scared by something in the room. So he screams and Will also screams. Now, yeah. initially, I thought Will was just screaming to cover up the noise of Tui screaming. I, I also thought that. Naturally. That was exactly what I thought. But then when Will goes back upstairs, he's like, whoa, you screamed and I screamed and I had no control over the fact that I was screaming. And I'm all like, I wanted him to say was what? you screamed and I screamed and we all screamed for ice cream. Like, just finish <laughs> the line. I mean, commit. You've left me hanging with. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. So now we've introduced the fact that not only is the clone his size hyper intelligent and like learning at a rapid pace, he also has a psychic connection with its host. Yes, that is accurate and something we have learned. We've also they, learned that Tui can dance really well. That's true. Yeah, they compared to the twinning thing, which I don't have a twin, so I can't speak to the reality of that. Although some people say it's real. Um, twin tuition. Twin, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, if you're out there and you're a Lawrence brother and that brother happens to be your twin, we definitely yeah. want to oh, hear from you. Oh, this is great. If you're twin Lawrence brothers, we definitely need to hear from you. Yeah, oh let us God. know if you've got twin tuition. Yeah, Lawrence brothers, hit us up. Oh, Lord. Now, not, the actual Lawrence brothers, you're not twins, we'll still talk to you. We but other like, Lawrence we brothers. Have questions about Other Lawrence brothers, yeah, that are twins, we would like to talk yeah. to you too. Ugh. Lawrence brothers, original Lawrence brothers, we want to know why your catalog of works is not readily available on Disney+. That's Plus. right. Yeah, yeah. That, two separate questions. <laughs> then, after we get all of this sort of psychic element established, we have to have the classic cloning situation switcher switcheroo where the clone is like i'm hungry and now they both leave and are in different rooms of the same floor of the house at the same time trying to not get caught by switching between ones with mom ones with dad on the different side of a double-sided swinging door it's just the classic you had to have that scene you always have to have that scene so then my least favorite scene happens so far and that's the burping scene Uh where he gets to eat food and of course it's like 
for some reason they had a subplot where the mom's like mom's a diet real woo woo and cooks them tree bark for dinner like why Why is it i I, i'm sorry to interrupt your your through line here molly i have noticed that like mom makes bizarre gross food is a trope that i've noticed in several movies what what is that about what is like why have we had multiple movies where it's like mom feeds soup for breakfast or like mom makes tree bark food what what, what's going on there i think part of it and this is just sort of me thinking back to the early aughts i think there was a big diet culture happening and there was like a lot of this fad Uh, diet uh, stuff of course there was diet culture happening but i don't think that's not what this isn't diet culture. If it was diet culture, she'd be giving them snack wells and like on the grapefruit diet. This is like, but they can't advertise those products. I know, but sh- they can advertise grapefruit. But like, this well, is advertising tree bark and bananas. This is weird hippie mom. This mm. isn't like diet mom. This is like weird moms like, woo, I made dirt and tree bark. <laughs> yeah, it's I wonder dirt. if it's just a perception that like. I mean, I I had a perception of my parents when I was younger of like they could cook and like the food was good. I didn't know any other way. But like, I wonder if this is just some perception they're playing into that like kids think their adult food is weird. And so they are just making the parents make weird adult food. I don't know. But um, it is... I've noticed this trope multiple times it's now where... at least three times. Where a parent the parent that cooks makes weird stuff and it sometimes it's like health nut stuff but sometimes it's just like the mom from step sister from planet weird made chicken soup for breakfast which is just like a weird thing to cook for breakfast because yeah, mm. 13th year was was weird health food remember yeah. she made a cake and it was like beets beet cake yeah beet yeah. Cake, yeah that's diet culture i think this is just totally. like but anyway why do we need this weird plot point where mom's making bark not the point i don't know Tui eats mom's like weird bark food and then burps and he gets scared of his own burp because he's like, I'm letting out gas. I'm letting out air. I'm losing air, I think is what he said. (laughs) So he's, it's like a la stepsister from Planet Weird. Yeah, well, that's (laughs) the wind, the bubbles, the wind, the, the bubbles. But then they have a burp off thing where like both of them are burping a lot and i was like all right i guess if i was a 13 year old boy i would find that funny but whatever um but then (laughs) will says to tui let me know if you have any other questions about how the human body functions and Mm. i was like what are we about to to know (laughs) what are you about to teach us and prior to quince i don't think i would have been startled by such a line but in quince we did get kimberly j brown explaining to her mom where babies come from Ah, so now I'm on uh-huh. edge at all times uh-huh. that Disney Channel stars are going to try and teach me the ways of the world. If you know sure. I mean, we've already had, I mean, if, uh, you know, we put the girlfriend picture by the bed 13th year. Molly. We're, <laughs> we're, true. We've explored true. puberty already. And, you know, when uh, when a boy hits, you know, a certain age and he starts exploring his uh, his maturing body, oh, you know, no. some things need to be learned, <laughs> oh, you know? No. I thought that's what he, and, I, uh, you know what? No shame. I, I think that's an important part of life, but I just thought, are we going to get Andy Lawrence explaining to Andy Lawrence why there's <laughs> lotion on the nightstand? Oh, <laughs> you have a lot of Why it looks like that here. when that's he wakes crazy. up. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> what's happening here, pal? What happens uh, when it's cold? I don't know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I barely recognize myself. Uh, 
DCOM sex talk watch. <laughs> it's just like, when is it going to happen? Uh, my favorite. Speaking of this, okay. What, uh, speaking oh, no, of this. Whoa. <laughs> When they do that scene where they go to get the food, he's going downstairs. The reason they end up together, Will actually is like, I'll go get you food. Stay here. But Tui follows him. And they end up having to go downstairs because his sister pops out of the door. And she's like, uh, you better not be in the bathroom. Probably spent a lot of time in the bathroom, Molly, to your point. But oh, she yeah. says, she God. says, you better not be in the bathroom. <laughs> and then she goes, stop talking to yourself. You're not that interesting. Now, she then calls him a name. And I did. I went back and listened to it twice because <laughs> I, I, I think I think she says dip boy. But I don't know why she'd say that. I've never heard of anybody be called dip boy. I don't know what that could be referencing because what I heard was dick boy. And I don't know why she'd call him dick boy, except that maybe he spends a lot of time in the bathroom. But what I heard her say was, stop talking to yourself. You're not that interesting, dick boy. And I went back and listened to it again. I think she says dip boy, but that doesn't make any sense either. So. I, do you think that's the Disney Channel version of dipshit? Oh, maybe. Maybe, yeah. It's their version of Dipshit's Dip Boy. Yeah. It's yeah, a bad I, version. But I, I agree. I just, it's the only thing I can think of. Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> I'm just saying it's related. You know? It's a more yeah, slang all, look up, it's and it's more related really. than anybody realizes. Wait, Alan, <laughs> is this an Urban Dictionary read? <laughs> it is, but I don't think we should... Oh, God. A one dip wonder. According to Urban Dictionary. (laughs) One dip wonder. Quote, means what it says. When a guy (laughs) puts it He's a one dip wonder. No! No! It's like a one synonym, one pump chump. Yeah, I, I agree. The one pump chump is the same thing. But everything is called Dip Boy. She, why would she know that? Because he's thirteen. <laughs> okay. Wow. I, wow. I gotta say, I don't think that is what the what the line is referring to. I don't think yeah. that either. <laughs> oh, I agree. Wow. I agree. Okay. 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 So we get a conversation, but as it continues, Tui and Will have a conversation, and it's mostly about. We're going like, well, what am I going to call you anyway? And that's when the name Tui comes to be comes into being. And they sort of go through a Rolodex of what Tui had been doing while they were separated, which was a lot. Reading an entire science book, learning some great dance choreo to want to be in sync, uh, and mapping out ways to organize Will's room. And Will is, asks Tui, like, hey, how'd you do that? And Will's like, uh, and Tui's effectively like, I don't know, like, it's your brain, right? Which is some subtle shade towards Will of like, hey, this is what you could be if you applied yourself. You dipshit. unlocked your potential. Yeah, if you just let yourself do the thing. We get a couple of scenes next, which are designed to just have Will interacting in his daily life because we're trying to set up the obvious plot progression, which Will doesn't want to do anything. Will wants to be lazy. So he has to go engage in some things that are normal. So he has to go to school. We've already seen that, but he has to go to school. And he has to also go visit Grandpa Mordecai. He sure does. Hell of a name. Hell of a name. Not far off from a a name we're going to get in a a movie here coming up. Right? I actually had the same thought. Yeah. We know from this scene that Mordecai 
doesn't talk to people. He just watches his TV programming all day. He doesn't talk to the family. And while everybody's out, Tui, following another trope, disobeys, goes out into the world and begins to explore and watch what's happening across the local vicinity, mainly the park, I think is where he goes. And I, in my head, thought of another DCOM cinematic universe crossover that I think Mm. we would have all enjoyed here. Because one of the things he does is go to the park and he sees someone playing Frisbee with their dog and he catches Uh it in his mouth. Mm -hmm. Uh I really wish that Jack Morgan had run up and they had played tug of war. Oh, sure. (laughs) Both Both as dogs. Both swabbery mouths on the Frisbee. Yeah. yeah, that's what I wish had happened. <laughs> I thought that was a nice callback to you, uh, lucky dog. But I thought maybe Jack Morgan's off on the side, just also playing frisbee. Absolutely. Now, of course, uh, Will knows that Chewie has run away to the park because in his psychic mind trap, he can hear. Hey, can I play too? He can hear Tui talking to the person with the Frisbee who's about to throw it. Then Tui's going to catch it in his mouth, which leads Will to the park to find Tui when he has run away from home. Arrives, takes the Frisbee from Tui's mouth because the child who threw it is obviously a little rattled that a human just caught a Frisbee in their mouth after replicating what a dog's actions are. And Will pulls Tui home. They go back together. And this is at this point where Will or Tui starts to ask the question of like, who am I? Do I have a family? Do I? Like he starts to ask those existential questions. And Will hits him with this. Nah, you're just a clone. Nah, man. Nah, man. <laughs> yeah. You're rough. You have no one. You have, you, you, hey, you're alone <laughs> in yeah. this world. By yourself. Literally no, no one value. cares about you. Yeah. Literally zero people care about you in yeah. the world. Yeah. Just, it's, hey, you yourself and you, dog. The best thing you can do is be me. And now let me tell you how to walk. <laughs> Enter walk montage, which wild. Just wild. They, they arrive back home, do a walk montage. We start getting how to be Will Browning lessons, uh, which is, according to Will, just act aloof all the time. Yeah. And then we get the natural progression, obviously, which everyone saw coming. Tui is going to go to school for Will and take all his quizzes and his tests. And Will gets to 1A. 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 1 and A. (laughs) Will gets to stay at home like a lazy piece of shit and eat junk food and watch TV all day. And 2B, (laughs) Will gets good grades on schoolwork, which leads to 3C, Will does not have to go to Camp Spartacus. Win, 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 baby. The school montage is pretty great. I think it's really funny, like, having Tui have to interact in a space that he's entirely unfamiliar with and be, like, completely uninhibited by any sort of regulation to social norms. Uh, The only thing that made me uncomfortable is him trying to drink out of a water fountain, which is another you lucky dog sort of callback as he tries to Mm. bite the water out of thin air. Sure. But my favorite part of this, my absolute favorite part of this entire movie, is when he starts the dance. Sure. On the tables in the cafeteria. Because he of likes course. pizza. He just loves because that pizza. Because he loves frozen pizza, pizza so rocks! Much. He loves frozen pizza so much. 
Yeah. And he gets up on the table and starts dancing. And everybody's like, what the fuck? But and it turns they out into it. they love it. So this one kid has a big boom box. Oh, hell yeah, he does. He hits you with bringing to noise by sync off their second album, No Strings Attached. Which, pin in that, why wasn't sync the music video he was watching earlier? No clue. They like, they only wanted to pay for the yeah, song. I was not about to say, do you think video. they didn't want to pay for the? For do you NSYNC think that this is the reason why it's not on D plus? Do you think that in sync is the reason why this isn't on Disney plus? Mm, interesting. Let's we'll see if that's interesting. interesting. We've not had other like mainstream bands show up in these other movies, right? No. They've all I mean, been like, I mean, Bewitched. Five Eye has some words they'd like to say to you right now. Five Eye. I like I like five the I like the way you say the name Five Eye. <laughs> Um, we've not had a like Backstreet Boys, like a mainstream level band appear in these movies. Yeah. It's mostly original music. So is the appearance of NSYNC enough to make it not appear on Disney Plus? It's possible. It's possible. We have this entire dance breakdown where the student body, cha- the, the tone changes from bewilderment to them being all in. And then Alana is watching and Alana's friend utters the line he's actually acting cool and i said out loud how yeah how i i will say i loved the kid to molly's point when he first says frozen pizza rocks and then he does a dance silently he just he just does choreography with no music Mm. but i love the little bowl cut blonde haired kid that pulls up a boom box that is as big as he is <laughs> and just goes all right and then hits foot it it was the best two seconds of this movie for me was that one child with his dope ass highlighted bowl cut saying all right and lifting this massive ass boom box and playing in sync but i will say i i said this about stepsister from planet weird i hate the trope that kids can come into high school and do just weird shit that would never be cool anywhere ever. Like the girl from stepsister from planet weird eating it on a bicycle and everybody being like, that was so cool. No, she fucking ate it on a bicycle. This kid is never cool in any sense of any high school world. I went, I remember. Like, yeah, I, it, I, I love this scene. So listen, much. I love the scene. Don't get me wrong. But like the, the trope oh, of, of like, you're weird and therefore you're cool. I just like, man, I actually like the idea that he is, I I wish they would have leaned in later. They talk about how giving he is and how much like he's willing to do for other people. I actually love the idea that they're like, Hey, you're popular because like you're nice to people and you listen to them and you care and you go out of your way to do things for others. I think that the idea that he's suddenly cool because of this crazy ass thing he did is wild. Like it, it's funny to think cool. that Come just him days. carrying a yo-yo made him weird at the beginning when it was mm-hmm. really will, but him on the table dancing to silent view, like mm-hmm. music only in his brain, screaming frozen pizza rocks made him cool. Yeah. No shot. Also, no it's, shot. I'm just now thinking about this. The trope that he's not cool but also he doesn't try in school is interesting to me because most of the time the kids that aren't cool and are bullied are the nerds. Sure. 
Can confirm. So, like, why, what, like, I guess I don't understand why people made fun of him in the beginning when... Because the message of this movie wouldn't align if it was the other direction. I understand. They just should have. I don't know. That's what the script says. That's true. That's true. Um, but yeah. that that was my favorite scene in the movie Bar None was the sweet jams to bring into noise. Mm-hmm. Break yeah. down the it house. was. I, I love that little blonde hair bowl cut kid. I think he that kid must MVP. have been like an up and coming kid in music videos and stuff. Because when he got up to do the dance, he could actually dance. Mm. And so I feel like oftentimes in DCOMs and especially as we get into like high school musical, they used people that were actually like good dancers for a lot of these Mm. scenes, like kids that would be featured in music videos by artists or kids that were like making it in Hollywood as dancers. And I feel like that blonde kid had it. Oh, he definitely had it. He could bring the noise. What you didn't know is that The Other Me is the sequel to Footloose because dancing is not allowed in this high school. And the principals pull up and they're like, guess what, man? You're... You blew it, kid. You blew it by starting a dance party in this cafeteria. Not today. He'll later describe this as a riot. This was a riot that he started in the cafeteria. Insane. Looks like a riot. Yeah, a, a riot like a of riot. dance. Like we also then riot. get... The darkest line in this movie. Oh, when he goes to the principal's office and finds his bully, who, of course, uh, Tui knows is the bully. He knows that he got him suspended immediately. That empathetic side of him comes out and he says, you know, I'm sorry I did that. I should have just come and talked to you. I was scared, sort of acknowledging Will's faults and and going back and saying, like, here's what I should have done. And uh, he says, I don't remember what what prompts him, but um, he says, I don't really know what it means to have a father. Oh, I'll tell you what prompts it. It's because it's crazy, Max. The bully looks at him and goes, you probably had to talk with your old man about that, right? You probably had to start talking with your old man. And Tui's like confused as to what an old man is. Right. And the bully's like, your dad, you weirdo. And that's when Tui delivers that line. Yeah, he says, I don't really know what it means to have a father, which prompts Scott to go, well, my father left me when I was two. And I was like, holy fuck, what a dark turn we just took in this movie. Whoo. That's, that like, a, a that's like an eighth of a notch up on the single parent counter because Scott's not really a, a main character at all. But, right. Yeah, it's know. not a full click. But it's just a little a dot. I mean, what is, a, what is Tui's parent counter? Zero. Oh, that's no one. It's Will. <laughs> it's Will. It's Will. Like it's just Will. Single parent counter. <laughs> I guess, I guess we do clone. have a single parent counter because <laughs> if we're counting Tui as a central character, uh, he's just got Will. So, yep, single parent counter goes right on up. <laughs> that's funny. That's <laughs> oh, so weird. We have this conversation, this bonding between the bully and and Tui. We also get Tui and Heather who is the love interest who's the, and by Heather, it's a very sort of one-sided interest in will uh, Tui and Heather determine, Yeah, we're going to go to the school social together. She's bribing him with pizza. Right. And, 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 oh, and we know frozen pizza rocks. Frozen, frozen does pizza rock. does rock. And obviously Tui is a nice kid, but Heather, know your worth girl. Sure. This guy fucking sucks. He is so mean to you. He is. They are so mean to her and she's a mm-hmm. cute girl. And seems so nice. And when you do have actual Will and and his bestie, Chucky, they're so mean about her. Yep. And I'm like, 
girl, know your worth. Do not go after this little jackass. But, you know, having once been a 13-year-old girl, you do end up at some point developing a crush on a little jackass. Like, let's be real. This is, no spoilers, but later on, she literally brings a full box of pizza she to is. the she's social. Way too, she's way too good for him. What and a nice person. Also, I wish that this had ended, spoiler alert, instead of Will realizing that Heather liked him all along for him, I wish it had ended with Heather being like, yeah, you're a dick, and leaving him and throwing the pizza in his face, because that's what he deserved. Or dating Gil. I mean, Tui. Yeah. yeah, dating Yeah. Tui. That would have been better. Even she's better. like, I don't want you, Will. I yeah. want the better you. And his imposter syndrome could keep clicking up higher and higher and higher. That's very, right. That's a very that's right. from Planet Weird yeah. ending, right? Because remember in that movie, they swapped significant. They swapped boyfriends by yeah. the end of that movie. Mm, I think the title of this movie should be The Better Me. <laughs> Seconded. Because that's all that Tui is, is better than Will. He's just better than him in every way. Yeah. The the story of this movie is this one this one, he looks like you but he's better than you in every yeah. every a- aspect of his life. He's yeah. better than you. You suck, he's good. It is after this that we have Tui sort of come home, have a powwow with Will, talk about the the events of the day. Will you're you're laying the groundwork for Will getting jealous over what's happening like with with Tui we go out and living his life. Alana wants to be friends with Will now because Alana's like seen him be cool. The bully sort of shows up and like drops hints of like the bonding that's happened between the two of them with this with these tickets that he's trying to get for a game. And then we have a jump cut to Pinky and the Brain showing up in their van talking about spying on Will to determine what he cloned. And you gotta know. And they also now bring up no matter what he cloned, it'll be dead within like two days because something about four week timeline. Yeah, something about their mystery formula kills the clone at a certain point. And they, just they initially say three weeks, and then later they say four. But I, I think that when I heard this, okay, one, I was shocked by that information because I, uh, I, we didn't know that. Uh, maybe, maybe the mouse was supposed to foreshadow, but I didn't know this guy was just dying in three to four weeks. Yeah, I was like, but, damn. But two, I'm like, then what are you worried about? Just let that problem solve itself. Well, I, I, don't, understand, the, I don't understand the problem here. I, I think that once they realize that it's a person that was cloned and not, because at first they're like, was it a bug? Was it a, like, they think it's an animal or something. Yeah. And when they realize it's a full ass human, now they're like, oh, we want to study you because we've mm. never done a human before. So we want to like. Yeah, their motivation changes. Uh, yeah. Originally, it's like we don't want to be found out. And then it shifts to like we need to capture the thing. Mm-hmm. To your point, too. What are you scared of if he cloned a bug? Nobody's going to ever know that the bug is a clone. Nobody would, would ever suspect that that cat that looks the same is a clone. They would just be like, yeah. that's weird. That's I think you'd have to get okay. upwards of like a big household pet animal. And even then it would be like, well, that dog kind of looks like my dog. Like you wouldn't, no one's brain would be like, that's a clone. Right. Of my dog. It's really only a problem if it's a human being. Exactly. And yeah. I, so that's, that's an interesting point. I hadn't, I hadn't thought about it's It's wild. And the, Pinky and the Brain decide they are going to stick around, profile, keep an eye on the clone situation, and they do this by investing in an ice cream business that would, frankly, uh, fails terribly. Honestly, they make it look like it's so hard to make soft-serve ice cream cones. Like, (laughs) (laughs) 
thing. <laughs> what a weird detail for you to like narrow it on. I mean, I'm here for it, but what a, you know, I, I just wasn't ready for you to be like, guys, so let's talk about the difficulty of making ice cream. And then, it ain't that and hard. I'm just saying like, I've been on a Disney cruise many a time. I've made my fair share of ice cream cones and like, am I a professional? No, but like, I'm not handing kids like, like at one point they're literally just handing the kids the ice cream in their hands. And I thought you're an ice cream truck. Just like if soft service too hard, be McDonald's and say the machine is broken and only sell the popsicles. Like why is this? Get the dilly bars and sell them out of the freezer. Sell the king codes. Like why are you even bothering if you're going to be handing kids like ice cream in your hands, you weirdos. It's very strange. How did you two develop the technology to clone a human is what I really tried to say. It's all they've worked on. It's all they've worked. I mean, they drink grape juice out of literal vials. So like, I don't (laughs) think they have any function, you know, human, like adult functional abilities. Pinky is still wearing puka shells. Like it is, it is not a, that's not a good tell. He's fashionable. No, yeah. If I learned anything uh, by watching the OC, you cannot trust the guys that are wearing the puka shells. We have this montage occur over about three weeks. Timeline unclear, but the the end result of this is it gets you to three days prior to, three days before, Tui is set to dissolve. (laughs) That just sounds crazy. Go on. That's uh, that's where we're at. I know. They also eventually tell you he's going to dissolve into ocean pups, which is not just. <laughs> I just want you to imagine that, that there's a, a fully grown. They don't say that at first, but eventually what they say is he's going to dissolve into ocean pups. So what I want you to imagine now is there's a 13 year old boy that's like at a high school dance and then he just dissolves into <laughs> Millions of brine shrimp all over the ground, just fucking everywhere. There's brine shrimp growing. And just add water. Those fuckers I, will grow. You know, like, I would be concerned. Uh, yeah. And this is when they also learn that the villains, Pinky and the Brain, have plot juice, which mm, is only it, its only purpose is to make sure that whatever gets cloned, because they now know it is a human, right. is that that human can now, if he drinks plot juice... Live a normal life. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> just, does he only have to take the plot just one time and it works forever? Like that feels... Yeah. It solves the whole problem. <laughs> it is. Thank God they brought it with hey, them. Hey, good yeah. for them. Pretty convenient. They seem really sort of <laughs> blasé about carrying around this thing that could potentially keep this human being alive. That's not a human being. That's a clone. They're two different things. It doesn't have a family or anyone. That it doesn't. Them. No one cares about it. It has oh no God. value. You know, this is a lie because Mordecai cares about Me, Tui. Yeah. Meanwhile, Will's imposter syndrome is like through the roof because everybody likes Tui better than him. And listen, I struggle with imposter syndrome a lot. And it is, it is, you know, I, I don't have a clone, but it is something that I personally struggle with. I like to think, at least when I speak to my friends and family and therapists about this imposter syndrome, they say things like, but you know you're doing a good job, or here's the data to back up why your imposter syndrome is incorrect. I got to agree with you, Max. I think the data would just show Will that he is the worst version. He's he's worse. He's just not as good. 
He would be like, well, my family likes him better. He tries in school. He's kind to his grandfather. He he revives his grandfather from seemingly a catatonic state by standing in front of him and touching his skin. He goes, does it hurt? To be old. To be old. Oh And suddenly, Grandpa Mordecai is fucking functioning to the level of, like, going to a movie. Like, this dude goes from I don't respond to any stimulation at all and I just sit in this chair to, like... Three scenes later, he's sitting at the dinner table having conversations like a normal person. And all because of the blessed touch of this one character. He is I'm, truly a, a miraculous. I'm just saying, you look at the board and scoreboard says Tui is better than Will. Well, you know what's only natural is that Will's like, now we got to pull Tui from the game. Now that, I, now that this summer boot camp's off the table. Now oh, yeah. that my grandfather's Put me revived, back in, coach. Put me in, coach. And... Mom and dad come in. I for, yeah, mom and dad come in and say you're you've been so great recently. Camp Spartacus, no more. It's here's here's what gets me is there is a line. This is where Will really understands how how well, big of a fuck up he is. Is his parents come in and Will looks at him and is like, would you guys still love me if I'm not that smart or that good going forward? And the parents are like, that was never a question. Yes, we'll love you. What? Which is like an appropriate parent reaction, but also sure. for Will to show that level of self-awareness is good. That is a good transition point for a for a main character who's learning that he's been a pretty big shithead. Thank you, DCOM, for including that. Well, and I especially think it's it's appropriate for Dad to say that he would still love him because I don't know if you know this, but Dad kind of has a um, a history of enjoying what some might perceive as an unlikable character. Because the minute I saw Dad, oh, played God. by actor oh, Mark Taylor, oh, I was so yep. I this thought, was quite a transition. Yeah, that, thank you. Yeah, I thought, why do I know him? And it turns out he's Mr. Fulton from High School Musical Two. He sure is. Oh yeah, and he's a big fan of Sharpay, who some incorrectly identify as a negative character, but. More important than Sharpay in this moment hmm. is that the star of High School Musical 2, as you both know, is Zac Efron. It's Troy Bolton. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Zac Efron's had a lot of notable roles, including Link Larkin and Hairspray. Did you guys see sure. Hairspray? That was a <laughs> yeah, great of movie. course. Yeah. It was a great movie. And uh, in Hairspray, he appeared on the Corny Collins show. It's Corny Collins. Corny Collins is James Marsden. Who, who a lot of us know and love. I really love him as Prince Edward in Enchanted. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, a great movie. He's, he's got a lovely singing voice, very dapper and handsome, and he's lusting after Giselle, played by Amy Adams. Uh, but Amy Adams has a wide array of, of movie roles, as you might know. She also uh, was in American Hustle, where she played Sydney. Hmm alongside Jennifer Lawrence, who played Rosalind. Mm. And if I were to say Jennifer Lawrence, mm. most people would probably think of Katniss Everdeen. Hunger of course, Games. may the odds be ever in your favor. Hunger Games. I love the Hunger Games. I read all the sure. books. I quite enjoyed the movies. Of course, one of the Hunger Games films is called Catching Fire. Of course. And uh, what would a film like the Hunger Games be without the stunt guys? The stunt guys truly make films come to life. And one of those stunt guys. Stunt guys. Ian Quinn. Uh-huh. Irreplaceable. What number of stunt guys? Irreplaceable. Yeah. With his stunts in Catching Fire 
and Armageddon. Wow. Okay. Where he did stunts and played astronaut Pete. Stunt Pete. Stunt Pete. You know what? Stunt Pete. We love the stunt guys. Can't make a good film without them. I, I know I've mentioned it before, but I think it's you know time we come back to one of the main characters of Armageddon, Ben Affleck. He plays A.J. Frost. He's also the main character. Speaking of books that I enjoy, he played the main character, Nick Dunn, in Gone Girl, an uh-huh. adaptation of that thriller. Um, in Gone Girl, an incredibly versatile actor, Tyler Perry, ah, makes, makes hmm. an appearance as Tanner Bolt. Are we going through Medea today? I'm not going through Medea. I know when you think Tyler Perry, you think Medea, but maybe you also think Colin Powell from the, I don't, but the, okay. from the satirical <laughs> film Vice, which, ah. for the record, Christian Bale, unrecognizable. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Agreed. And, uh, and who played Mary Cheney, one of his daughters, but Allison Pill, who plays Alana, the sister in The Other Me. I mean, glow up for her, I guess. Go from calling somebody dip boy to Mary being, being Mary Cheney next to Christian Bale, I suppose. Yeah, she was also in a, a Confessions of a Teenage Drama Queen with Lindsay Lohan, but I didn't, I didn't go that route. Hmm, yeah. another, but you another had bo- Another book to film uh, that I enjoyed. Of course, of course. So. You've been armageddon the part of the show where Molly, by no one's urging, has found yet another way this decom can be tied to the smash hit Armageddon. Don't tell her to stop because she won't. Well, everything has changed for Will in those three weeks that we have been tracking. Everybody loves Will. He's no longer the yo-yo kid. He's popular. Still got that stupid necklace. DeSoto likes him. And... I think we all agree. The clone's just a better main character than Willis. Like, it just, just better all around. And after this day at school, Will comes home and sort of unloads his baggage on the clone, Tui. And they have a really interesting heart-to-heart where Tui's like, yeah, I'm not limited by trying to, like, be cool. I'm just, I don't have any inhibitions. I'm just being me. And if somebody doesn't like me, there's more people out there I can be friends with who will than those who don't like me for just being myself. And I wouldn't want to be friends with them anyway. It's a good message. It's a great message. It's a good message for a DCOM, I think. Agreed. They did a really good job of like, show don't tell until you have this sort of conflict come to a head. They did a good job of setting this up too, because not only do they have Will do things that are crazy, um, that that people would like feel weird about. They also had this scene earlier, we, we sort of breezed by it, but we had this scene earlier where... Alana comes by and and Tui says something crazy to her. He he quotes uh, language that he heard on like VH1 or MTV, and she reacts poorly. And afterwards, Will's like, "Why did you say that? She's gonna make fun of you." And Tui's like, "I don't understand." He's like, "That's bad. Why is that bad? It just it just is." Like Will doesn't have a good reason why it's bad that somebody might make fun of him. He just says like, "You don't want to be made fun of. It's bad." Like, and they do a good job throughout this movie of sort of establishing like Will wants to fit in. He doesn't want to be made fun of. He doesn't want to uh, be 
ever like put himself in a position to look stupid and Tui in multiple ways just doesn't care. And so it's nice that they sort of pay that off now by saying like, Hey, you're, you're worried about this. And whether it is talking to Scott DeSoto or, uh, you know, putting yourself out there and like making new friends or being willing to dance or whatever it is like you are being held back by fear. Um, and I don't, I am not limited by that. It's a really, really good, good way to show that transition. And what again sort of comes to the head here is that will we're trying to get to the social, the social is where everything's going to sort of climax as a part of this film. Will's like, I was going to go to the social, but now, after this conversation, Tui, you should go. You're the person that people want to be there, not me. You should go and do the thing. Tui also says he's going to leave. He says he's going to go to New York City. And <laughs> ju- which, like, somebody explain to me where this kid is going to pay to go to New York City. or have a concept unclear. of money, I don't know. How he is going to live in New York City. But when he tells Will he's going to leave and go to New York City tonight, Will's like, well, on your final night, go enjoy time with friends. Which, wild. I think, I think there's... Does Will know it's his final night yet? Well, no, he's saying because because Suey says I'm going to leave tonight to go to New York City. And so Will's like, well, if you're leaving, go spend time with friends for the last time. I think it's so funny that Will's like, "Okay, bye. (laughs) (laughs) It would make so much more. I mean, he doesn't have any value. He's like, all right, whatever. Bye. Clone. Bye now. Behind the scenes, Pinky and the Brain have decided that they are okay with clone napping, but not with kidnapping. That's true. And they decide that they are going to clone nap Tui whenever they see him next. Unbeknownst to Pinky and the Brain, Tui is the one going to the dance. They just assume that Will would be the one going to the dance, the social, not the clone. So Tui sets off, and then we have Will sort of watch him leave. Will notices that the creepy people outside in the van and goes out, and there's a confrontation where Pinky and the Brain perform a kidnapping. They do, and Will now understands their plan and and that Tui's going to die. Yes, it is an unsuccessful kidnapping because Will sees the plot juice and he runs, nabs it from Pinky in the Brain and tries to sprint to chase Tui to meet him at the social. Cut to the social. We have uh, Chucky there who Will, like, recruits to help him and um i think we can all agree that chucky is this movie's gilbert yeah for sure okay where is he on the gilbert scale better or worse than gilbert better or worse than gilbert this one's hard it is chucky's not super well established in this movie i'm thinking about it from the perspective of the friend who is willing to accept and sort of be there to modulate back and forth with whoever's presenting is it will or is it tui and i think chucky's is he actually says like I think a good friend would be able to call out when you're crazy and Tui and Will and their individual times like agree. And he's like, okay, you're being crazy. And he's like calling them out in a way that is not like admonishing, but trying to figure out the, the, like what's happening. He's, he's there to help drive introspection and for you either like for you, the audience to watch it play out. So I'm going to say he's better than Gilbert on the Gilbert scale. I think they're the same. I don't know if I'm allowed to give that answer, but the distinguishing quality of both of them, in my opinion, is the quality of jumping in and helping even in a dangerous situation. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe 
Chucky is slightly better than Gilbert because Gilbert hesitates a little bit and kind of chickens out initially and isn't so gung-ho to jump in and, and help his friend though he eventually comes around. Um, whereas Chucky, it doesn't take him much, much convincing to like jump in and do dangerous things to help his friend. I think he's higher, but just slightly. Very close. This one's tough for me. Yeah, it, there's not a lot that distinguishes him as different. I think it's just, yeah, yeah a little bit better. Uh, you were saying, so Chucky is at the dance. We have Tui come to the dance. He meets Heather there. Heather has a full box of pizza rare, sure ready does. to go because Heather's the best person in this film. DeSoto's there and then they start the the dance and the social and everybody's getting together dancing around like everybody's getting doing some choreo that they had very clearly planned the day before my entire life I thought that in high school when I got to the dances that we would do choreographed dances Mm. I was lied to by movies like this they do all know that choreography it's Mm -hmm. pretty impressive Mm -hmm. that everyone knew it going in I'm 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 not my experience either. Mm-hmm. No, not at all. My, it's very much who's first on the... The only time you got a choreographed dance is if, like, the cha-cha slide came off. Sure. Cupid. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nah, nah, new year, man. New year, man. Nah, nah, new year, man. Now kick, now kick, now come let me kick. Now now walk in by yourself. Now walk in by yourself. To the right, to the right, to the right, to the right. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is the one. <laughs> and all of those songs were on the no-no list at our wedding. Hmm. <laughs> sure. I yeah. my experience with high school dances or middle school dances was grind during fast songs and then slow dance. Awkward. <laughs> and, and it was so funny because because yeah. you're you would be grinding up on each other, but then the yeah. minute the slow dance started, it got awkward. Oh yeah. And it's like it wasn't yeah. awkward when my ass was in your junk, but it's yeah. awkward now that I have to turn around and look at you yeah. while Casey and JoJo's playing. That's right. Oh, yeah. God. Romance, awkward, if you want to call it that. I Rubbing guess. on each other. Rubbing on each other. Very natural. Yeah. It, to be honest, I was not involved in the grinding section. I was uh, hanging out with my nerdy ass friends and eating candy Same. during the grinding section. Um, it was mostly jocks and cheerleaders that were participating in the grinding session of uh, the dance. But once the slow dance started, I, I did participate in slow dancing. Nice. Mm. Bucking the trends. Good for you. Nice. Yeah, I only slow dance. Yeah, no, cool. no grind, only slow dance. Yeah. Uh, the group dance here at this social finishes. Everybody awkwardly applauds because Tui was the first person on the dance floor. So apparently that means you get a round of applause when the first song ends. And suddenly Tui does not begin to feel good. Mm-hmm. And this is right as indicated, by the way, by glowing splotches appearing on his face. That's right. The brine shrimp or shrimp are starting to shine through his face. Mm-hmm. And Will erupts into the scene as Tui has gone to the bathroom because he's not feeling well. And he is fl- carrying the plot juice. He goes to find Chucky and tells Chucky, who looks at Will's like, hey, you change really fast, man. <laughs> we got to play this trope up at least one more time of like, well, I thought you were the other one. Like, whatever. And was like, no, dog, that's my clone. And Chucky's like, you're being weird. And he's like, you got to believe me. That's my clone. And then Pinky and the Brain enter the scene. And I just found it weird that in a room full of just preteens and teenagers, nobody batted an eye when the only two adults we see 
begin the process of creepily staring at children and stalking a few of them in a dance. Mm. That was weird, right? I also think it's weird how quickly Heather and Chucky accept the fact that Will has a clone. Oh, yeah. He's like, it's a clone. And they're like, all right. Yeah, okay, it's up. (laughs) Like... It's even weirder than how fast Will accepts it because Will's looking at his own clone. The other two like don't even see the clone and they're like, cool, you got a clone. Got it. Sounds good, man. We're let's, in. Let's, let's, let's fight these bad That's guys. That's loyalty. That's true. Maybe maybe Chucky is higher on the guild. Let me scale. ask you a question. If I came to the two of you. Oh, God. I'm trying to think of a parallel that's not a clone. I'm trying to think of something equally unbelievable. I am you say you had a clone, I'd be like, I breath. need to see both of you standing next to each other. That, okay. No, 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 no. I'm going to say this. I come to the two of you mm-hmm. and I say, hi. Hello. I am Max from the future. Time travel <laughs> has been invented uh-huh. as well as de-aging. So this is why I look similar. Uh-huh. Maybe I look a little bit older. Okay, I look a little bit older, not so much older that you're not like, maybe you just had a rough day, but I look a little (laughs) bit older. I come to you and I say, hi, I am Max from the future. Uh Time travel has been invented and I've returned to here because you're in danger and I need you to do something that is inconvenient. I need you to leave where you're at abandon your home and go somewhere inconvenient. I'm trying to do something that's like hard for you, right? Yeah. And if you don't, you're in you're in danger. Okay. Do you how, what's your reaction to that? I would be you. like how far ahead are we on the content calendar? Cuz I got some stuff to film. No, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, no. Here's here's the, here's how we solve this problem right now, Max. Here's how we solve this problem immediately. We give this group a code word right now oh, for any future interesting. Interesting. Wait, but, but Okay, but we gotta uh, we can do that, but we gotta bleep it out. Oh, nobody no, else yeah. can know. Nobody we have to bleep it out. Nobody else can know. I, I'm sorry, ma'am, fam, if you're listening, but you can't know our code word because right. then you could come back from the future and pose as me, and that's not okay. My no. my proposal for our code word is. <laughs> 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 okay, okay. I, I accept it so i accept, I accept it in the, in the in the case any of us are from the future and we travel back we have ignored or any today. any unbelievable circumstance any yes any yeah clone cloning it, like time traveling past we know we yeah. have to take each other well, past wouldn't know molly yeah. i gotta be oh, that's sort of how time works <laughs> if, i'm not if we, i'm gonna fail the time travel. from the past person from the past wouldn't know because Ugh. it hasn't happened yet but but yeah. me now could say like I don't know. I could. I don't. Yeah, you're right. I don't understand time. <laughs> My, yeah. Yeah. Time y'all, zones are hard. I can't even it's do also time un, zones. You it's really also think un, I can do it's fucking time travel? It's unlikely that it's unlikely that somebody from the past invents time travel, right? Because that anyway. Know. So yeah. if Clubs any, it, I met an alien, right? Like any unbelievable circumstance. It does feel a little complicated and it might be hard to work into a conversation if I've been abducted. If I'm on the phone trying to pose as though I'm not talking to you, it might be difficult to work in, but I accept it. Also though, like the, I'll accept the emojis. Like if you send me a palm tree and then the water emoji and then the dog emoji in a row, I'll, I'll read you. Is there a salt emoji? I I was thinking the water because it's like salt water. Huh? 
All right, yeah. now we're giving away too much. We're giving away too much. But yes, that is our code. A lot of this is going to be bleeped out. Absolutely. Okay. All redacted. All re- redacted. If, but we know. It's just struck me that our editors and I know our code word. And I, I, I think that might be problematic as well. I could see her um, coming back as one of us. I think that that is true. Hmm. That's a lot of power we've given. Yeah. Well, let's not address that now. Like, that's far too much to take in at the moment, but it is something for us to consider going forward. Yeah. We might have to change up our code word in secret. <clears throat> yeah. I like it, though. Yeah, I dig it. Anyway, now that that's done, thank goodness we've established that as a group of friends, so for anything serious, that's, that's good to know. I wish that Will had this, by the way, with his friends. Maybe he did. Maybe that's what happened on screen. Maybe that's what we didn't see. Perhaps they had a code word. Yeah. The code word was pizza rocks. Frozen pizza rocks. Clone is out. He has to leave. He, he, he literally stares at himself in the mirror of the bathroom. It's time to go, is what he says, or it's time to leave. But the clone, too, he had promised the group that there's going to be a new dance move that needs to be taught. So what does Will have to do? Will has to teach the clone the new dance move, which he calls the yo-yo. And that was an incredibly uncomfortable scene because... I was like, wow, no shot. These high school children adapt to this wild dance move. Uh, they they did. Of course they do. And this is when you get um, the ending I don't care for with Heather, which is that Heather's like, oh, you're, you're so cool. I liked you all along. And he's like, wait, you liked me? Like you liked me, not the better version of me? And she's like, yeah. And then he's like, oh, I guess I'll give you the time of day now. And he kisses her. And I wish Heather he sure gone. does. Huh. I, I actually like the other one more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I actually want to... Oh, oh, you're a clone? I did oh, like I have, you. I have options. I did like you, but you were a dick to me. So now I, I like your clone. This version is better. I would like to date that one. Yeah. I, uh-huh. I didn't realize that was an option. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, oh, someone who's genuinely kind to me? I would yeah. like that one. And smarter and tries harder. Better dancer. I would like that. Yeah. What we get that happens next is... Pinky and the Brain kidnap Will. They think that Will is the clone because he is not dressed in the party clothing. He is then taken to a garage. There's always an abandoned warehouse conveniently nearby. Where he is tied up and Will says to them, hey, morons, I'm actual Will. You've committed a kidnapping. And then they're like, oh shit, but we're okay with it because we need to go find your clone anyway and you should stay here. They leave Will alone in the warehouse, closing the door. But who should appear? But Tui. Through the mid- who had been getting on a bus to New York. But we no saw him get on the bus, but he had the psychic twin link. Will, uh, Tui shows up, cuts Will free, just as conveniently the Pinky and the Brain reopened the garage because they ran out of gas three miles down the road. Which seems like they ran a 5K really fucking fast. Yeah. Like that was a very fast 5k to get back to to be, to get back to Will. And then Home Alone happens. Yeah. They you always got to home alone your bad guys in these movies. You got to hit them with paint cans and like drop things on their head and commit assault. Yeah. Slide them into the oil pit. Yeah. The result of all of this is Will ends up getting the plot juice and feeds it to Tui, mm-hmm. allowing Tui to be a real life human being. And we have a lot that happens here in rapid succession. Mom and dad show up. The cops show up. Can we just pause for a moment? 
at least Tui and Chucky and Heather have the good sense to call the police. Yeah. The first time that we've seen That's that happen true. at a decom is that taken that smart. Um, so good for them. Cops show up. Tui's now been fed the potion. He's a real boy now. He's Pinocchioed it up. He's good. Mom and dad are there. Alana's there. Chucky is there. Heather's there. And Scott DeSoto. Scott DeSoto's also there. You're right. Will looks at him. I was like, this is my clone, but I'm going to need you to go with the story I'm about to tell. Yeah, you got to cover for me, bro. You got to cover. Cover. And, mom's, and mom is like down. Like mom's like. Everybody's down. Everybody immediately is down. Zero question. It's amazing. Yeah. And the cops come up and they're like, as you have Pinky in the brain shouting in the background, the cops come up and are like, hey man, we got to ask you some questions because like da da da. And says, they say is, that's a clone. Yeah. What gives? Well, hey, maybe inform us. And Mel says, that's my identical cousin. Yeah. Gil. Gil Puppin from Belgium. Yeah. Didn't break any brain cells on that one Gil. there, Will. <laughs> no, Whoa. Not Gil. Huh. And the family doubles down. And the cops ask no questions. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Which feels kind of Do you icky. have a passport? <laughs> right? When did you enter the country? Do you have any identification? Do you have any identification at all? Do you have any sick moves? Were you made in a test tube? <laughs> yeah. How do you feel about frozen pizza? <laughs> yeah, to tell it, it rocks! That's a tell. That's a, that's a tell right there. Instead of any of those incredibly reasonable questions that an officer of the law probably should be asking, they're like, now you're good. Throw the thumbs up and take peeking the brain away for kidnapping. And Gil's like, all I want is a family. And Will's family's like, yeah, we got you. Yeah, they Come just on in. blindly adopt him. Having no idea who he is, Mm-mm. having just met this kid, mm-hmm. not processing the fact that he's a clone at all. Nope. He is now part of the family. Sure is. And we get back to the dinner table where they're, they're effectively doing, <laughs> they're effectively having this conversation like, what has happened never leaves this room. That's right. We're in Even the mob Even Grandpa's now. there. Even Grandpa's yeah, in the mob. fucking Mordecai is here. Well, Mordecai's the head of the mob. Hey, what's happened to you? He said, nothing ever leaves this room. If you go out, your cousins, we never tell them about the cloning thing. You roll up out of the family. All right? You're a part of the family. Nobody knows. This is Gil. I know you gave him that. I know you gave him that name. I loved it. Will gives him this name. In the heat of the moment, being questioned by cops, he he has to think up a name. And so he says, Gil, really not stretching, to your point, Alan. And now the family is back at the table. This kid's been called Tui his entire existence. For a month, he's been called Tui. In the moment, Will says Gil because Tui apparently doesn't sound like a real name. And so now at the table, mom's like, well, Gil, what do you think? Like, this is your new name now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess you get, don't get a choice. And Gil's like, I just want pizza. Yeah. And they're like, ha, 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 classic Gil. And the movie wraps. <laughs> yep. That's right. <laughs> That's how it ends. <laughs> what? Okay. And that is the other me, everybody. So The better me. Oh, yeah, the, the better, better me. me. Uh, what are your ratings for this movie? Molly. I'm going to give this movie a... a 5.6 because it, it, I mean maybe I'm blinded by how terrible Quince was and how bad Stepsister of Planet Weird was but I, I didn't hate this movie I thought it made some good points and I like the underlying message of like 
being yourself and not worrying about trying to impress others and and the, and the whole message. Um, and and I thought that was fine. I thought Andy Lawrence did a good job acting as both parts, but I don't need to watch this movie ever again. It was a perfectly hmm. fine decom. Yeah. Bonus points for the in sync dance number. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that does get bonus points. Max. You know, I've been concerned recently. I, I recently put together all of our ratings in a document and somebody asked me a lot, a lot of our ratings per episode are pretty close together. And somebody said, do you commit to your ratings prior to hearing each other's or are you influencing each other? Like, is there, is there a world where the first person to rate it uh, influences the others? And so I sort of have been challenging myself as we do these to like, think of what am I going to rate this movie before I ever hear y'all's ratings because I don't want to be influenced. Right. And so as I thought about this movie while we were discussing it, I, I did fight with myself a little and uh, I was floating between a couple numbers, but ultimately as we near the end, I was like, I think I'm going to give this movie a five. And it's because I just think it's kind of an average decom. I think that it certainly is. I mean, it's worlds better than what we just watched uh, from Quince. I love that there's not an overuse of exposition. I love that there's not voiceover. I love that there's not hard freeze frames throughout it. I think that Andy Lawrence embodies two different characters to Molly's point in a way that I literally, I can look at them, even though it's the same exact person, I can look at the two characters and know who I am looking at, which is uh, pretty good. I think that's pretty good. None of the science makes any sense at all. And it's really hard to explain anything about the cloning. Um, but if you are willing to look past that stuff, I think this movie is perfectly fine. Uh, it has high points. It has low points. I don't need to watch it again, but it didn't offend me. And so it deserves, I think, to go right in the middle. And I'm going to give it a five out of ten. It's so interesting that you say that. I've been deciding my ratings like at the end of the movies because that's just like, hey, what is it? For me, this is a 5.7. I literally like, I finished this like, this is just barely above average. And in, in that, and perhaps that is influenced because we've had, we're just coming from Quince and I loathe Quince with every, for sure. I movie. think there's definitely a like un unavoidable, holy shit. That movie was so bad and anything is better. Right. So I think 5.7 and it's mainly because I was like, you know what? They actually do a good job with some of this stuff. It is. If this came on, I, I like, I'm not actively going to watch it, but I'm going to tolerate it as background noise. And that's totally fine by me. If I can tell you, this is background noise. And just to sort of reiterate what both of you said, I think that Andy Lawrence actually did a pretty darn good job portraying two characters. Good for you, dude. But you know it's hard. Uh, let's go to a review that I have pulled from uh, IMDb. The title is Very Underrated Decom That Deserves More Attention. Seriously, this is my favorite decom. I like the plot. It kind of reminds me of Multiplicity, but with only one clone instead of three. Anyways, this needs a DVD release really bad. Funny thing, I'm actually trying to pitch a series to Disney XD with a similar premise. It's basically Multiplicity meets the Powerpuff Girls. I think the Disney Channel could use more... <laughs> Sorry, hold on. Hold on. Ooh. What? <laughs> I think the Disney Channel could show this more often than they do with their cookie-cutter crap like Camp Rock and Teen Beach movie. Nickelodeon did a similar film to this last year called Splitting Adam. The boy in that film had like five or six clones, whereas the kid in this one only had one. I also reviewed it as well, but found it to be mediocre at best, with only a few good moments, but found it not as bad as the other crap that's shown on Nick. Wow, he does like that one. <laughs> so check out this movie or watch it online. <laughs> we need more clones! <laughs> I love that this guy's like, 
I'm uh, pitching a series right now. <laughs> it slides it in. It's like when you Woo. get it at Uber and they're like, I'm developing an app on the side oh, and they like yeah. slide you their business oh, card yeah. for their I'm, app and you're like, yo, just drive me to the airport. <laughs> like, me, I'm not I need that. that guy to just add in like, <laughs> this movie reminded me of Star Wars episode two. <laughs> yep. And so like he only watches clone based content. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's it. That's his thing. Also, it's like the Powerpuff Girls meets Multiplicity. The Powerpuff Girls are created fucking sisters. Like, other than different hair colors, they're the same. Like, so here we go. I'm nearly done. It's a really good film. It's too bad Disney is sexist and doesn't make any good films like these anymore. At what? Least, at least Disney XD panders to boys since Disney Channel only seems to pander to girls and I find that pretty sexist. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh! I'm gonna, I'm gonna take this one if you don't mind. Are you suggesting that because there are movies and other content on the Disney Channel that quote is for girls, the Disney Channel is sexist. I love this review. This is my favorite review you've ever read to me. What? Just... <sighs> That's is, crazy. My brain is going so many different directions. It's like, uh, even if whew. Disney was catering all their content to women, like, fucking good because every content for the history of time has been catered to straight white men so like good that <sighs> there's some content catered to young <sighs> girls but also like it's probably not catering to young girls it probably just stars women and this guy is like can't watch that because it has <sighs> women in it and that's for girls i mean you can't watch it because it's not clone based molly yeah, not clone. I, I, he only consumes clone based content <laughs> it's like those women think <sighs> for themselves and i <sighs> cannot do that so anyway, the rating was an 8 out of 10. <laughs> that's crazy. That was crazy. Oh, that's a crazy review. Oh. I love that review. Oh, wow. That was that was cuckoo bananas. It was. Cuckoo bananas, crackers, and nuts. Anyway, folks, next week we're watching Mom Goes on a Date with a Vampire. Mom's got a Mom, date with a Vampire. Mom's got a date with a Vampire starring Caroline Ray, straight out of Sabrina and the Teenage Witch. True, Sabrina true. the Teenage Jazzed. Witch. It's going to be great. Jazzed. A little Halloween uh, feature. We've, yeah. I mean, we return to the multiple Halloween movies of DCOM history. Indeed. Let's hope they, uh, let's hope they follow a similar formula that has worked out well before. Probably won't, but yeah, let's Halloween hope. tends to be a good film. Minus Don't Look Under the Bed. <laughs> yeah. Halloween Town, Under Wraps. I don't know if I can defend your uh, <laughs> statement there, Moles. One out of three has been good thus far. That's, that's true. I liked Under Wraps. Well, well, we'll find out next week. You uh, rated it a three. I'm just going to remind you. Um, <laughs> Looking back, I should have been more generous to Under Wraps. <laughs> if I knew what? now, what? if I knew yeah. then what I know now. I, well, I, Molly, when time travel is created and you go back to the day we recorded the Under Wraps podcast. I'll tell, I'll tell Molly of July 2022 
I'll give her the secret code word and tell her. She won't know it, but you be sure to tell her. (laughs) Yeah, you'll tell her. I'll give her the code word. Uh, By the way, folks, we have to like go back to the, to this, anytime after today at this time, we'll know the code word. That's right. Anytime before then, we're we're putting shit out of luck. I don't know how it works. In any case, folks, thank you so much for listening. We appreciate you. Please be sure to rate and review wherever you, and subscribe wherever it is you listen to podcasts. We appreciate you. Follow us on all of our socials. Uh, and we'll see you next week, everybody, for Mom's Got a Date with a Vampire. Ah, 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 ah. Ah, ah, ah. Bye. Bye.